You are now entering the world of Blissful Living, broadcasting around the globe and on the Blissful Living Network with Rochelle Marie Lawson. Are you lacking energy, clarity, and that sense of true well-being? Are you overworked, underpaid, and know that you deserve more in life? You are not alone. Improve your wellness, wisdom, and wealth so that you can step into living the life of your dreams. And now, here's your host of Blissful Living, the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. Welcome to the Blissful Living Podcast. You are looking at crazy Rochelle Marie Lawson, known as the Queen of Feeling Fabulous. My apologies for the delay in getting things started, but um, we're going to have a great show today. And I have Amy Valentine. Valentine? Valentine. 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 Like Valentine. Amy, Amy Valentine with me today. And um, before we get started, as I always like to tell you all, find a place to sit, grab something to write with. So you are you are now at watching, involved, e engaging in the Blissful Living podcast. I'm Michelle Marie Lawson, known as the Queen of Feeling Fabulous. I have my fabulous guest, Amy Valentine, that is just being so patient and graceful and always appreciate patience and grace because sometimes I don't have any. I'm just keeping it real. Um, but as you guys <laughs> As you guys like, you know, I like to tell you before we get started, because I know she's going to give nuggets of gold that you're going to want to capture. And so one, you can subscribe to the show so you get advanced notification of the show. Two, you can also subscribe to the show so you can get the replays. And three, find a place to sit, get something to write with, pen, paper, your favorite beverage, tell the family to give you a few moments um, so that you can absorb the wisdom that's going to be shared on our show today. Because as you know, we're rolling with it today. And while you're doing that, I'm going to thank our sponsors. First of all, I want to thank Blissful Living for you, our number one sponsor of the show. And they have some wonderful things to help you transition um, with your wellness, wisdom, and life. As we go through the calendar year, you know, everything that they do is focused uh, on the principles of Ayurveda. And so encompassing the wisdom and allowing your true nature, your true essence to be tapped into this wisdom so that you can stand in your greatness and be your best and learn to ebb and flow as you are uniquely supposed to do in this beautiful universe that we live in, then you wanna check out Blissful Living for you. Also, they have some wonderful events that are coming up. And if you're a brave, bold, and unstoppable woman, and you're ready to command your throne and be unapologetic for stepping into your greatness, because we women need to do that today. Um, yeah. You want to check out their events and see what they have going on. So you can check them out at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U.com. And then I want to thank our other sponsor, the fabulous premier telecommunications installation company uh, located in the heart of Silicon Valley, All Day Cable Inc. It is a woman owned, minority owned, first woman owned, minority owned telecommunications installation company in the United States. They've been in business. Ah, this year will be make it. 34 years in business, and they focus on network distribution, installation of voice data, fiber optic cabling, wireless access points, audio, video speakers, whatever you need, so that when you communicate with your customers, whether it's your cell phone, your computer, whatever, you're able to make that connection the first time. So their model is they make the right connections so that you can too. They serve a small, mid-sized, and very large corporations, and um, they're known for many of their customers as being their top vendor, their number one 
prime, prime premier vendor um, that gives them that service and telecom installation. So if you're looking for that, you want to check out alldaycableinc.com. Okay, so now, 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 let me tag you about this. Amy, because she is fabulous. Um, so here's here's a little something about you. Um, you need to know about Amy. So Amy Valentine is a TEDx speaker, an executive life coach, sought-after workplace trainer, best-selling author, host of the podcast, Power to the People Pleasers. I love that. She co-creates transformational change with her clients, and her speaking is engaging, educational, and empowering. Now, her mission is to inspire 10,000 humans, and she didn't say men, and she didn't say woman, she said humans, to embrace their worthiness and release the daily overwhelm, pressure, and stress that is preventing them from living the life that they desire. And so today, we're going to be talking about you are enough and speaking to yourself kindness and compassion, because that's something we don't always do, particularly when we're in stressful situations or we're having one of those kind of mm, shitty days. I'm just going to call it, you know, just call it like it is. And, you know, sometimes that stuff, you know, it sticks to your shoe. You can't get it off. No matter how hard you try, sometimes it just sticks. So anyways, welcome, Amy, <laughs> to the show. And thank you for your patience and your grace. I appreciate you, girl. How are you? Thank you so much for having me and for that lovely introduction. I'm so excited for our conversation today. Oh, thank you. Well, you look lovely. You look radiant. Um, where now? Where are you? Where I need are you Sarah. You know what? I know. I need to start. So, to 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 keep it real, and my hair is a mess. I have a oh, it, but it you looks look like awesome. My hair today, so like you can't even tell. This looks like I didn't comb my hair today, but um, it started. It's, you know, I started getting these tears during COVID like in 2020, which was funny because I've been known as the queen of feeling fabulous since 2010. Um, these two wonderful ladies termed that that title on me and I'm wearing it proudly. But during COVID, some reason, people started sending me tiaras. So I have um, about, oh, I have all different kinds, but probably about seven of them and I try to rotate them. I guess as a queen, we really should be commanding that throne and you know, the, the tiara kind of just gives it that essence that, yeah, I am a queen, even though I'm in sweats today because it's a little chilly. A queen can wear sweats and still look cute yeah, and sassy baby. and sexy, right? <laughs> and come in So I'm just saying, yes. I'm just saying. And these people watching us are probably like, girl, she, y'all, she crazy. But, but you got some nuggets of gold that we're going to give to you today. So, Amy, thank you again for your grace. And I want to jump into the conversation. Um, I want to ask you. You know, many people don't come right out and tell you that they are struggling. And I know as a, a registered nurse with a background in emergency room trauma, I've dealt with a lot of a lot of people over my 33 plus year career of doing that, um, of being a nurse that um, are struggling. And we have seen a lot of that, particularly with the advent in the middle part of COVID, where we were seeing people struggling with mental health challenges and how often do we ask somebody how they're feeling and they say, I'm fine or I'm good and they leave it and we leave it at that. But really, that person is, is suffering and struggling. So why is it that people cannot tell us or, you know, they're struggling with worthiness and, and not feeling enough? How does this typically show up in, you know, people that you engage with and that and that you have the um, ability to to work with? 
For me, it's a lot of what we're saying relates to what we're thinking. So, and sometimes if you take a moment to really listen to what people are saying, they're saying things like, I'm not earning enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not there enough for my family. I'm not present. I'm not, I'm always working. So it's either I'm not something with the ending of enough or I am always something. This big generalizations often are the window for me that there's something going on inside that person's mind around them not feeling enough, not feeling worthy. Uh, and And I really do believe that if we can take a few more minutes to ask those questions when someone says, well, I'm just, I'm never home or I'm, I'm, I'm not earning enough. Asking the question or saying the statement, tell me more can help that person get some of these things off their chest and uh, uncover some of the blocks that we're putting up blocks around feeling like what they're doing is worth it. Right. I hear so often the the clients who are the professional women who are working and they also have the moms or they also have the children. They're the mom. Right. They've got so much going on and they never feel like they're quite anywhere, quote unquote, enough. Right. And this is this is how it initially shows up when I'm working with people. You know, it's interesting. Um, there was. You know, my kids, um, I was I'm that I was that mom that, um, well, my kids will tell you, I am a workaholic, but not in the context of just being crazy with it. It's, I guess I'm just, I may have a little ADD, I don't know. But um, one of the things that I did with my kids, and I started when they were very young, is I would pick them up from school and I would ask them, you know, how was your day? And the good old word would be good. And um, I'd be like, well, what does that mean? And then, you know, and then they'd be like, you know, go on and explain. And sometimes what I found out was it really wasn't a good day. And I thought about how oftentimes, even when I was growing up and, you know, uh, struggling with my 17 year uh, undiagnosed medical condition, but as a little girl, people would ask me, how are you doing? Or how is, you know, and I'd be like, good. And oh, okay. To me, when someone answers in that good or fine, that's a gateway for me to dive in more because oftentimes we'll find out that they're not good and they're not feeling fine. But because society has placed on us that if you are open with your feelings, you become vulnerable and people don't like to be vulnerable, right? They don't like, they don't like that vulnerability, but in order for someone like you and I to engage and help them so that they don't struggle with whatever it is that may lead to mental health challenges, we have to dive in a little bit deeper. And so I like how you say it, you know, what you said, because so often, you know, and I know we all are guilty of it. You know, I, my kids, I'd be working, you know, Here's a funny thing. One would be at football, one would be at dance, and I'm sitting in the car with my computer, you know, working. And um, they would come back, go pick them up, and they're like, "Well, how much work did you get? Or did you get a lot of work done?" Or and then I'd be like, "Oh no, it was good." And then and then my daughter would always be like, "Well, what is you know she said good mean exactly?" And then I'd be like, "Oh, bam, you know, you guys are learning too too too." But but it would 
it would allow me to say, you know what, I'm actually having a problem with this or whatever. And it will pull me away and allow me to close up the computer. You know, of course, I drove home, not with the computer open, but you know what I mean? Close it up and really focus on myself and, and them. And it, it reminded me to be present. So um, I'd like, I like that. Now, when you are coaching someone and um, they share something that might be a little bit startling or may, you know, take take you back or make it, you know, make you take a back step and be like, what's going on? Um, and they're not really being kind and compassionate with themselves about whatever issue is, whether, whether they got reprimanded at work for something or, you know, the they didn't make the football team or the dance or cheerleader or what, you know, whatever it is. Um, how do you handle that? I, I'm really big on asking quality questions. And, you know, for people listening, writing some of these down might be helpful when you're interacting with the people that you you love and care about. But one of my favorites is where is this coming from? What mm. is the ideal situation if you could change it? So getting deeper with the the dialogue i would ask them what are they judging based on a lot of times when we're saying things uh, you know not nice things to ourselves beating ourselves up that you know i, I didn't do this well or I, i'm not enough uh, in in this way there is a judgment being made on ourself. So getting more clarity on where this is coming from, where it's coming, uh, is it from social media? Uh, we're often trying to live up to perceived expectations based on the bits and pieces we know about other people's life. So people look at others' social media profiles and assume that all is well and all is perfect, right? right? We know that on social media, so many people put on one front we don't see all the rest of their life but even before social media we didn't we did, we only know bits and pieces of everyone's life but yet we make assumptions based on the bits and pieces that we know that all is well and all is perfect and there's no problems ever right and we aspire to having the no problems ever which That's is so fun. unrealistic right right right, <laughs> right? um so consider what i like to say is you know, after we've we've dug into the answers on some of these these questions to get an understanding, I invite people to notice the places where they are enough, where they are doing well. I think the muscle that we get to strengthen more and more every day is the muscle of personal celebration, right? When we were mm -hmm. kids, we had people, you know, commenting on our coloring work and saying, yay, you, we had people praising us when we went pee on the potty, right? Like we had more validation around us. It is our responsibility and opportunity now to be our own voice of celebration, to offset the negative talking that we sometimes fall into because of the comparison and the judgment and all of those things. So that is absolutely one of the things that I like to lean into is where are you uh, feeling enough? Where are you doing well? Where are you moving the needle in the direction that you you want to be going? Uh, and I really like to help people shift with uh, seeing other perspectives to the problem that they feel they have. You know, you 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 made a, a um, several several really good points and, and nuggets of gold there, um, and I can't reiterate enough about the whole social media thing. 
you know, people only put a snippet of their life on social media. But if you follow a certain person, it seems like their life is absolutely fabulous, right? Um, but in reality, it's just it's just a few seconds. And, you know, you can make yourself look to be any way you want to be on social media, even when it's not for real. So, for instance, you know, we had um, some, some celebrities and, and things of that nature that, man, their social media was popping. And then they committed suicide. So it, what they were putting out there is incongruent to what their real life is. And so often, I think the generations nowadays see that and think, I'm not good enough because, you know, I'm not at the I'm basketball game anymore. Yep. I'm not good enough because I'm not at the mall getting, you know, five inch red bottoms or whatever. You know, I'm not good enough because... You know, I got to see on my math test or whatever it is. In, in reality, you know, the comparison, I think the whole, as good as social media has been, I think it's become very detrimental to the mental health of, I want to say, people younger than my generation. Um, because my generation, look, I didn't experience the internet until, what, 2000? I was born in the 60s. So, you know, I had a whole, I had a whole runway of stuff where, you know, you kept what you saw was real, right? For the most yeah. part. But um, since the advent of social media, a lot, and not even young people, older people compare themselves. And I'm like, you're good enough where you are. You've accomplished so much. Don't compare yourself to this, you know, the Kim Kardashians in another world. Because in reality, they still got to eat. Yeah. pay taxes and die just like the rest of us. And all we're seeing is snippets of them on these different aspects. But if their life was so good, why, why can't they keep a man? Why are they having children out of wedlock? You know, why are they, why are they altering their bodies and their face if things were so good? So keeping that yeah. into perspective, I think is what a lot of people need to realize. Don't compare yourself to people you see on social media. Just be proud of what you are, where you are, and who you are at that moment in time. And if you're struggling, reach out to a best friend or journal or something, but don't let that struggle make you feel like you're not good enough and you're not worthy enough. And, and I know that's what you do to help people. And I wanna ask you, you know, for those of the people that are watching that may be struggling with feeling worthy or good enough or, you know, being able to connect to themselves, what is the number one thing that you would share with them with regards to helping them pivot on that and letting them know that they are good enough and they are worthy enough? So I, the first step is awareness. So when I'm working with a client, I like to have them do a very simple work, worksheet, essentially, or exercise. You can grab any piece of paper and start taking note of the words that you're saying all the time. Like, I need to, I need to, I should, I have to. These pressure-filled, judgment-filled words, noticing what are the, the mean things that you're actually saying to yourself and being clear with that? Because we cannot change anything we're not aware of. So that's the, mm -hmm. the first step that I like to talk about. Wait, I also wait, wait. Want them Amy, repeat that last statement because I want them, I want people to hear that about we cannot. We cannot change what we're not aware of. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. And often some people might think, okay, oh yeah, I'm aware of myself. I know, I know what I'm thinking, but until you start tracking, it's the same reason why in, in weight management, we track our eating. It's the, it's the same reason why we track things to get more clear on what actually is happening. And most people don't think about their thinking. So Mm. if we can begin to become really aware of the words, and I'm going to be honest with you, one of the biggest moments of change in my own life was when a mentor said to me, and this is many years ago now, I was doing these accountability tracking sheets and <laughs> I had written, I had written the word need 12 times in one page. Oh, wow. And it was one of my times where I was really struggling with feeling enough and feeling like I was earning enough. I was really in, in not a great place. And when she pointed it out as sometimes happens for regular humans, I got really defensive (laughs) and I got upset and angry. And I was like, so I have all these reasons why I need, and I need, and I need, and I need, right. You can see my face. I was mad. I was like, (laughs) I was in it. And it turned out to be one of the biggest blessings because her calling me out on that really opened my awareness to what am I saying to myself? How am I treating myself? Uh, how am I feeling about some of these things in that it doesn't change that maybe, and, and hear this, it doesn't change that maybe I needed the money, but when I shifted to, I choose to, or I get to do the activity, I'm taking off a lot of pressure. I'm taking off a mm. lot of judgment comparison. I am choosing to do the activity because it feels aligned to me. It feels good to me. All of these more positive feelings, right? And that was the biggest blessing to be really begin my own personal journey of shifting my internal language and then in turn my external language. So I'm very aware now when I say the word need, and if I use it in a sentence, I am purposefully using it. It's not on accident anymore. Whereas most people are many people, not most, many people are using the words, I need to, I should, I have to, all of these words all day long, not realizing what they're programming into their day. You know, you, that, that was amazing and had lots of nuggets of gold in it. It took me back to when I was in college, freshman in college, and I was in my 1B English class, I'm sure some people can relate. I don't even know if they still have English 1A and 1B in college anymore, but I was writing and I got my paper back. And the funny thing is I got an A on this paper, but it had so many red marks and still to this day, I hate red, red on my paper, right? But it was exactly- You got to make red. peace with the red. Right? I love wearing the color red, love red lipsticks <laughs> and red shoes, just hate it on my paper. But, but you know what the funny thing was, it was, I, I would use the word fat a lot. So, you know, that, you know, and I didn't need to use that word. And until it was pointed out to me, I had no awareness of it. None. Just like what you said, you know, I need to do this. I, I need to, you know, I need to finish this document before I finish for the day. I need to go pick up the, the kid. I need to put, you know, do the laundry and have the house clean and be this phenomenal worker mom and, you know. And and it does, it puts a lot of pressure, but because we do it subconsciously and quietly in our minds, we don't realize it until someone like, you know, your mentor pointed out to you and you're like, you know what, 
You, and then you get defensive about it because you're like, well, wait a minute, you know, but what? in reality, you know, it's that red, right? But in reality, what you what you realize is you are doing that. And, um, and in order for you to be able to change that, you have to embrace the fact that you are doing something that needs to be changed. And I think sometimes that's hard for people because, you know, it's like, if you always put your leg in the right leg on with your pants first, that, you know, it always is, it's just natural. But when you have to switch and do the left leg first, it feels uncomfortable at first. And so you got to get comfortable with understanding that you don't need to do anything. It's what you want to do that makes everything so much more delicious. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I love this conversation. So, you know, when we speak to ourselves with kindness and compassion, how does that sound? Because I, you know, we're talking about this and people are probably like, well, you know, how do I even speak to myself? You know, I love myself. Well, of course I love myself. So why would I say that? You know, I, it's already, I already know I love myself, but you know, we're so quick to speak, you, you know, speak to ourselves, you stupid idiot. Dang, you stubbed your toe. God darn it. You know, I'm such a, I'm so clumsy. And how do we learn to, to pivot on that and speak to ourselves with kindness and compassion? So that we can have that in our hearts for ourselves, like we do for other people we may come across. Yeah, I think one of the the big things that I talk about is choosing a better feeling thought. So it may not be, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of an example. Okay, so yesterday uh, I made a mistake. Now it wasn't a giant mistake, but it was a mistake that I've made, in my opinion, too many times. <laughs> Okay. And uh, I got into my car after this uh, speaking engagement. And uh, I mean, the mistake was that I didn't hand out uh, feedback forms, even though I'm like, I need to hand out feedback forms. I want to hand out feedback forms. I want more testimonials, yada, yada. Okay. This is my, in my head, I get in the car and I went, oh shit, you're so dumb. You didn't hand out the feedback. <laughs> and I went, oh, wait a second. Right. Oh, wait a second. Yeah. And then I, so this is the steps, my friends. It is, it is then catching yourself on saying the thing. And then I went, well, wait, it, it was maybe not so smart. So I already started reframing and rephrasing. I made it not about me, the human, not about my, my human heart. I made it about the action that wasn't taken. So that wasn't so smart, right? I didn't call myself dumb again. So it's like stopping the behavior quickly, reframing to a more positive uh, frame, not making it about me the second time. And then I went immediately into, okay, what can I do to solve this problem right now? And from my phone in the car, I got the link and I emailed it to the person. I was like, can you please send this out while the team is on lunch so that they have the ability to deliver feedback to me? So ideally it would have been done in the room, but I, I made up for by taking quick action, by not sitting in the car and stewing on it and beating myself up and being mean to myself and staying in that spiral that we sometimes get into, right? But by then saying, okay, what now can I do differently the next time I'm in this so I don't make this mistake again, right? It's, And it's these little things that a little thing like I don't even know, forgetting to bring your grocery bags in and then beating yourself up because you didn't bring your grocery bags into the grocery. And then, you know, but that puts you on the track of negative thinking. And, and it can be something that small that starts your negative spiral of despair. And you get on that train and, and you can't get off of it. And you just start going round and round. So really it, notice the steps there. It's reframing 
reshifting to a slightly more positive angle of it's not a, it wasn't about me the human amy it was about the action the behavior the behavior could be changed what can i do right now to rectify to fix you know and and use that kind of process i like that you know so often and you know the grocery bag things i you know it's like okay i'm going to take my bags and i got some beautiful bags you know and then i'll get and because they're in the trunk of my car, I get out the car, close the door, lock Do the your whole grocery shop. Come, you know, get in the car to have 97 plastic bags. And I'm like, that, and, and open up the truck. Dang, I forgot to, you know, forgot to take my grocery bag. My gro you know, but it's like, oh well, you know what? These little that's plastic a great bags response. Good, right? You know, oh well, these oh, little well. plastic bags make good you know, little trash can bags in the house, right? So like the bathrooms is like, so, or, you know, the, when my kids were little, um, you know, it'd be little trash can, you know, because they had the responsibility of taking out the trash, right? So, um, but it, it, it's, it, I like how you say, just catch yourself in the moment and shift. Like you did, you got in the car and I've done that. I have done exactly what you did and get in the car, drove off and be like, it was my talk was so good. It was so, but I got to forgot to count out the doggone forms, or I forgot to tell them about the podcast, or I forgot to, you know, mention the freebie that they get, or you know, or how to heck, how to even connect with me. And um, you know, I often have done what you did, but I'm not usually as it doesn't. I'm not that rapid sharp, so it's like I get back to the, my Practice. office and it's like okay, yeah. but but it, you know. It does start confront you beating yourself up or simple little thing like I'm a gym rat. I like to go to the gym and, you know, sometimes I'm just pushed for a workout. So no matter what, I'm like, I don't care if I got 30 minutes, I'm going to get in the gym and do this workout, you know, work on the abs, the, the booty, the legs, you know, the arms, right? Everything. And then I'm like, well, dang, I only have 30 minutes, but I didn't get to the booty, you know? So it's like, let me just go do one booty exercise and I'll be good. Because if I leave, then I'll be beating myself up because for one, I didn't allow myself enough time to do my complete workout. Two, I feel like, you know, I'm lopsided or something. I don't know. Crazy. Um, <laughs> That's three, awesome. You know, like you can't have a lopsided booty. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> it really shows in the little spandex leggings that we wear. I'm, I'm, I'm being funny. I have not seen anybody's booty lopsided. Well, Neither have I. Surgically done. Well, I've seen some of those. But. But, um, you know, it, it, it's like, okay, well, you know what, Rochelle, girl, at least you got your workout in. You know, how many mm -hmm. people say, oh, I don't have an hour. I don't have to, you know, I can only do, well, I'm not going to do it. And they don't. And it's like, at least you got your workout in. You got some you time in to get that heart attack and, you know, just keep moving forward. So I like that. But I was a person back in the day when I was young. I'm sure you guys can tell I'm a little type A. Um but I was a person that sometimes would just do over the littlest things because uh, for me, I, I wanted to feel good enough and I wanted to be the best. And if I had any little error that I made, I would beat myself up because to me, I wasn't feeling the best. I may have felt like I've done the best to others, but to me, I didn't feel the best. And so it's, it, this is decades of 
you know, absorbing this wonderful information. And it's so wonderful to have people on like you that can really, that are experts in this, that can really help people to get through some of these challenging times. And I know we're a little bit over, but I wanted to give you a little bit more time because I want you to, you know, share another nugget of gold that you think, whatever's in your heart right now that you want to share with the people watching us, because we got a couple of hundred about 400 people watching us live. And then those that will see this and hear this later, um, what is it, a nugget of gold in your heart that you feel compelled to share with those that are looking and seeing and listening to us right now to help them through, you know, being kind and compassionate with themselves that more than what you've already shared. Thank you. So there are a couple of things that if you wanted to move the needle, you could take action on this today. Number one is surrounding yourself with positive messages. My favorite way to do this is to have whiteboard markers, the ones that are erasable, and actually write something nice to yourself on the mirror. Now, hear me on this. I wrote, when I was in a really dark time, I wrote, I am enough on my bathroom mirror. And yes, my family saw it. And yes, they asked me questions. And, and even when I suggest this to clients, they look at me I ha like I have three or four heads because my gosh, somebody will know I'm not feeling enough. This is... Right how serious I was about shifting this belief for myself, that I was willing to put it and be vulnerable with my family, with my children, for them to see this. I put on a temporary tattoo. They have these now, temporary tattoos that said I am enough because I wanted to remind myself that this was a priority for me to change this thinking because I no longer wanted to go about any more minutes of this very valuable life thinking and feeling like I, I was unworthy or not enough. The third thing is, if you can hang a baby photo of yourself nearby, so have your own baby photo that's handy. This is me. I also have one directly behind my computer screen. So as I'm speaking to you right now, I have another baby photo that I can see at all times, and I can remind myself that at the very first moment I arrived, the very first moment you arrived, you were enough. You didn't have to walk or talk or uh, feed yourself. You didn't have to earn money. And you were enough in that moment. And you were still the same human. I am still the same human. I simply am bigger <laughs> and smarter. <laughs> right? Yes. But if we can get back to remembering, right, remembering that we are worthy and enough every single day and using that kind of language and love for ourselves, the ability to take more positive actions in our life, the ones that we, we want to take each day when we're saying those kind words to ourselves, is so much easier than when we are bombarding our brains with negativity, with you know, I, I suck. I, I, I'm fat. Like these horrible words that we're saying. I want you to find that baby picture and then try to say something horrible to that perfect little sweetheart that is still inside you. <laughs> right? Speak. Oh, speak I that love. love. That. Mm -hmm. oh, oh my gosh, I love that. Um, and your baby picture is adorable. But that's so. You know that. That really. I'm give two more minutes in them, but that really touched my heart because that's true. We don't have any expectations of babies. You know, if they poop all over the place and they have diarrhea and you got to change their diapers 10 times that day, you change that diaper 10 times that day. And you they're enough. Like, right. You don't say, get your stuff together, girl, and tighten up that booty. So, the, you know, I'm, 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 
it must be a booty day. That must be my word for the it day. It must be. But, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Um, and even little children, you know, we treat them with kindness and compassion. And we were once babies and little children. But somewhere along our journey, we forgot that. And we, for, we forget to, you know, treat ourselves with kindness and compassion. So I love that last nugget of gold is like, take that baby picture or take a picture of yourself as, as a baby and look at that beautiful baby. And you are still that baby. You're just a bigger version and treat mm -hmm. yourself kindness with kindness and compassion as you would treat that beautiful baby. And wow. I mean, that's just giving me chills because, um, <laughs> You know, we forget, we forget. And so thank you for sharing that nugget of gold. Okay, so I'm <laughs> over time and I'm, I keep saying that, but it's okay because it's my show and I can do anything I want to do. And tell how tell people how they can get in contact with you. Um, you know, all that good stuff. Now, you guys, this is all gonna be in the show notes. Don't don't worry if you know you can't you know write down fast enough. But here you can always re-listen to the show. Um, but Amy, tell people how they can get in connection and contact with you. Thank you. So my my website is amyballantine.com, just my name. Uh, I also have Ballantine Coaching as my business. Um, Instagram is a great spot. Uh, and uh, I'll be honest, I don't post a billion times on there because I don't like being fake. <laughs> I, I put up the things that feel important to me at that moment more as a memory of uh, the positive messages that I want to share with the world. Um, uh, but uh, so Amy Ballantyne on Instagram, I'm on Facebook as well. Amy Ballantyne official. I'd love, I'd love to connect with people who've been watching. All right. So there you have it. Our beautiful, very compassionate and kind guest. Amy Ballantyne. And uh, I just love this conversation because it was like a, you know, a crazy start um, to a very beautiful, very beautiful, engaging time with Amy. So thank you, Amy, for your grace, your patience, your kindness, your love, and the work that you do, because I know you're changing lives. And um, if you guys are out there and you're struggling and you just need someone to help you to find compassion and kindness within yourself so that you can be that beacon for others. And it's like, you know, passing the, I don't want to say domino, but passing, passing the, the domino. Baton. You can do the baton. <laughs> you know, when I was a track and field runner, I should, I'm, but passing the baton, if you can do that for yourself, just imagine the lives we can change as we pass that baton around, you know, your city, your state, your country, and around the world. I, I think um, it is my belief that women are the change agents that are going to make this world a better place. And we need to come together in this moment in time because our world is struggling and, um, you know, women are caretakers. We're compassionate. We we don't we build up things. We don't tear things down and destroy them like the masculine energy. So um, this has just been a very beautiful, beautiful conversation. And thank you, Amy, for your time and your grace. And to you viewers and listeners, again, if you like this information, please share the show with everybody you love and care about. And heck, even people you don't like, just drop it in your, you know, drop it on Facebook. Here's the thing. You you can you don't have to like somebody to be able to share goodness with them. There were so many patients that I couldn't stand in the emergency department that were taking time away from really serious conditions. But I always gave them grace and kindness because I never know who I was dealing with. And one, I never knew how my grace and kindness might be 
something that helped to change their lives to make their lives better, make them feel better for just that moment in time. So you don't have to like somebody to share a gift that may change their life and that my person may circumvent and come around the circle and you end up liking them. You know, so um, share the show with those you love and care about. Subscribe to the show so you get advanced notification. Make sure you check out Amy's information in the show notes. And um, I want to thank our sponsors, Blissful Living for You at Blissful Living, the number four, the letter U.com, as well as our other sponsor, All Day Cable Inc. at All Day Cable Inc.com. And um, I just want to wish you all a very, very, very loving time compassionate day today. Take these words and just let them resonate in your heart and uh, and allow that energy to flow up into your head. Sometimes our head and our hearts are disconnected and things, but if you let it resonate in your heart and allow it to flow upward like a volcano, it will bring you so much, much joy today. And even if it's just for this day or a moment in time, the next time it'll last longer and it'll become easier for you to do. So thank you, Amy, once again, for being thank a guest you. on the Blissful Living Podcast. And thank you to all of you for your grace. And um, as you know, I like to say, I'm Rochelle Marie Lawson, known as the queen of feeling fabulous. And I'm wishing you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, and tranquility to your spirit. And another gift that I would like to share with you before I close out is I have a new book that's been released, 365 Days of Affirmations for Your Bliss. It's been published by Balboa Press and Hay House. You can pick it up on Barnes and Noble, Amazon. You can email me and get a copy of it, whatever it is you need to do. But this book is structured for you so that each and every day of these 365 days as we go through the year, you are able to create a moment of bliss in your life. Even if it's just for that time, you read that affirmation, it's also time that will continue to grow um, or, or, or an essence that will continue to grow as you have your journey throughout the year. So with that being said, Rochelle Marie Lawson, Queen of Feeling Fabulous. And until next time, be healthy, wealthy, and wise, and please be kind, loving, and compassionate to yourself. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for joining Rochelle Marie Lawson on Blissful Living. To contact Rochelle Marie and to find out more about Blissful Living, click on Blissful Living for You link right here on the Blissful Living Network. Catch all the Blissful Living episodes on demand and available for download 24-7 on blissfullivingforyou.com. Until next week, may your life be filled with peace, wellness, abundance, and prosperity.